Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Phoenix is rising and so are we. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. Appreciate everyone joining us here on a Tuesday evening. I am, of course, Max Simpson. I am with Mr. Owen Evans. And, you know, we do have a special guest with us. It is the USL Championship Final Trophy. Oh, and of course, the head coach of Phoenix Rising Danny Stone, how are we doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here this evening. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. No, it's, uh, it is a pleasure to have you. It is a pleasure to be in the presence of you, in the trophy, everyone in the chat. We are excited. You don't mention me there, though, Max. Like, everyone we're going around Listen, man, here. I already gave you a shout. I already gave you a shout. Uh, you know, it's not the pleasure. You know, we're, we already see each other every week. It's plenty. but It's no longer a pleasure, to it, be fair. Between it, wasn't all, it's, it hasn't been for a while. But, yeah. <laughs> no, man, uh, we're, we're excited to have you. It's going to be fun. Uh, how... How is everything going, man? It's been uh, it's been quite the off season, a lot of activity, and yeah. uh, it's still kind of got the new coach uh, shine field away, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 been going great. I mean, it's been uh, you know, it's been a, a couple of weeks where we've obviously had had some change going on, and uh, with that, it does uh, mean that we go through a bit of a process mm-hmm. for a little while. And uh, the the great thing is that we're back in training now, and we have the players back with us. We're back on the grass, and you know that is always a, a settling thing for, for everybody involved it's where everybody i think feels feels most comfortable so it's very good to be back on the grass with the players and and to be getting going and looking now forwards to the new season nice of course you're doing so in a, a bit of a different role <laughs> i mean this first week or so you know of being in a, a completely new role in terms of being the head coach just how has it been different maybe to what it's been before for you well, clearly, there's a, it's in a different role. There's a, there are different responsibilities involved with it, and there are different um, aspects of of a day and of a week and of a of now managing managing a club that, uh, of course, come with that. Um, it's been a very very busy last ten days, um, but it, but I've enjoyed it immensely so far. And it's uh, you know we're, we're going through, like I say, a, a process of of making sure all the final pieces are in place for the squad. Um, we have a good preseason schedule ahead of us, so we're very much looking forward to that with some. Some good games involved, I think, uh, over over the course of the next next six, six or seven weeks. Um, but it's it's been a it's been a busy time, but one I've I've really enjoyed so far, and I've uh, you know I've, it's it's a it's a challenge that uh, already feels like one that I'm you know very very comfortable with, and I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. So awesome. I mean, see, you know, since you were named the team head coach, has it? How does it how does it feel, right? Because it's you know you've been with this team for a bit. It's yeah. something where you've been immersed within the culture. You've seen really a lot of these players have come through. They're back on the roster, and yet, you know, I'm just curious what that difference is now being in kind of that driver's seat. How is that like? How has that felt, man? It's been a lot. Yeah, well, it's, honestly, it's um, it's a combination. I would say of a couple of things. Yeah. We've, I'm obviously very familiar with many of the players that are, mm-hmm. that are currently with the squad, and we have we have a really good group of returning players this year, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that these are these are players that I I have got to know very well, yeah. um, professionally of course, but also I know that they are are fantastic people as well. And we've 
over the course of the last season we've we've shared a lot of uh, a lot of memories together and obviously the way the way the season finished up was um you know was a huge achievement for everybody but uh, i think the the outstanding memory for me last season was being able to go through the process and through the journey yeah. of of building that new group and then going through the ups and downs of a of a season and um you know finally getting to that point where together at the end of the season we we fight hard together and mm-hmm. we and we had a real real good spirit and good family feel about the team as well as you know i think playing some uh, some some good football at the end of uh, at the end of the season there and obviously coming through some very very tough away playoff games ultimately and um you know that that for me is the memory that i'll probably take forwards more than yeah. anything is how together as a group we we were able to Oof. fight and compete and then yeah. and then obviously ultimately achieve so it's you know memories that will last for a long long time that's for sure because you've been around this team now for a, a good few years yes. um, in terms of working under Rick Shantz, of course, working under Juan uh, last season. You know, as you look at that time you spent as assistant to those guys, what would you say are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from working under them? Yeah, listen, I, I think as an assistant coach, it's um, it is a role where the big responsibility you have is to is to be a a big support to everybody, a big connector to all of the pieces. Um, obviously to the playing squad, but um, but from a staff point of view as well. I mean, it's an assistant coaching role is is one that I've now performed at a professional level for 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 many years now, and so I'm 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 very very aware of what um, what that role entails. And like I say, it is it is a role that is is responsible for being somebody who has uh, the ability to tie pieces together. Somebody has the ability to be able to work in various different aspects of the team. Uh, and of the club, and as far as what you learn from the head coaches that you work with, every every head coach I've I've worked with in my career so far, you of course pick things up, and you know I think I've I've had the I've I've been lucky and, and privileged to work with some some excellent head coaches who have all been very different in their style, um, and I've certainly picked up elements of each of their personalities, and each of uh, each of them have different ways of working that I take things from as well. And I think over the years that that ends up being part of who you become. So for me as a as a head coach moving forwards, I'm I'm sure there are going to be elements of all of the head coaches that I've previously worked with and uh, and hopefully supported well from from an assistant coach's role. And to be able to tie those two things together and, and be able from a head coaching position support then the staff that um, that I will work with this year. I think puts me in a in a in a good place from from being able to view that from a wider perspective. So it's you know it's a role I'm I'm very much looking forward to to continuing. No, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's super interesting, right? Of like it's and it's I'm sure it's something that's like still ongoing, right? It's all it's all very fresh. The you know new talent and everything. But to your point, it is a lot of how you know what kind of things are you looking to take like from your previous experiences and then kind of meshing with that yeah. with your own blueprint and that's got to be really interesting right especially knowing that over you know the past few years has been a really strong culture built up you know you've definitely taken a lot from your time in the assistant um, coaching role but i mean now being again in that driver's seat it's gonna be interesting to see like where um really where like your i guess the identity and philosophy that you bring how that's similar and kind of how that's different from previous coaches yeah yeah Yeah. well it's, it's a great it's a great question i think the my philosophy as a coach um will be one that is has a lot of similarities to to the way that the team have played yeah. over the last uh, last 15 months or so in that squad that we've built obviously I played a I played a big role in in working with with one and with the staff in in putting that squad together and and I believe in that process that we went through I believe in 
you know, the group of players that we that we put together. And I believe in the way that the team played. And uh, for me, that is a style that I, that I would like to continue to build because um, mm-hmm. I, I think we are still in that process. I mean, we, we achieved a lot at the end of last season, but by no means does that mean that we can't continue to build and continue to, to improve, of mm-hmm. course. So we'll be, we'll be looking to do that this, this year. And from a personal point of view, of course, now in, in this position, I'll add elements that I, I believe are, are important from how I view the game and how I feel I would like my team to play. Um, and I see that more of a layering on top of the existing uh, performance structure and the existing process that we've already gone through. So, you know, hopefully that that adds a little more to the equation. And uh, I look forward to, to seeing what I'm able yeah. to, to build upon with that. In terms of building as well, of course, yeah, we, we spoke about this yesterday, but we know that you're looking for another assistant coach to add into the staff. And you actually have an application there in the chat from someone who said they've uh, won a lot of things on football managers. You should probably give them a break. Okay. All right. But, um... Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I think it was goalie man Pat Furher up there saying, yeah, he's won everything in football manager. But, um, you know, looking at just, you know, who you've got there and looking at the players and, the, and you know, what you've got there in terms of the staff, I'm guessing, one of the priorities is going to be bringing in a Spanish speaker, yes, or it'll be something that we we certainly are looking to to include in the staff for sure. Um, we do have a couple of Spanish speaking people around the group already, and um, you know they they will continue obviously to be a to be a big help. Um, but it's you know as 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 I said yesterday, the the priority is making sure that we properly go through that process so that the person that that we bring into the staff and, and anybody that we bring into the to the team and to the group through the year. Have have the right qualities and characters from a person point of view, and then obviously from a skill set point of view. So both of those things are important. We're working through that process very hard right now, and uh, you know we will when, when we when we come to decisions uh, in that aspect, we'll we'll make sure that those are good ones for the for the collective and good ones for the club as a whole. I mean, kind of looking at how everything is shaping for the season, right? You know, we kind of talked about it that. We have a, you know, a lot of players coming back, more you know, people sure in the works and everything like that. What is, you know, how, how is how is the vibes, right? Like it's a, it's something that, you know, it's hard to measure on the vibe scales we say around here, but it's yep. like, right, you're you guys are defending champions. You guys have a lot of great pieces in place. How do you kind of balance that? Like, hey, we have a lot of work that we want to do, but also like, okay, we're defending champions. Maybe there's a bit of a target on our back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of those things are true. The first of all, being a defending champion. It puts uh, it puts this team and it puts the club in a position that um, you know we haven't been in before previously, mm-hmm. and it's a privilege to now be in that oh, yeah. position. And we see that as a as an exciting task. Uh, it's something that that with the players I've spoken about already, and we'll we'll continue to speak more on that. But um, the players really do see that as an extra motivation, as do I, as do the staff, and we see this as something we know when we play games this year that teams will come and play. Phoenix and every time we, we face an opponent that, um, you know, they, they face a team that are the defending champions and that does bring an extra element to it. And we, we're looking forward to that. I certainly, I certainly see it as a, as a, as a challenge that I'm relishing. And, and certainly, as I've said, it, it becomes added motivation. I feel for a group who, you know, are obviously extremely pleased the players mm-hmm. that, that are returning with us are, are, are delighted about what we achieved last season. But, uh, I don't think any of them are coming back into a into a new season, and of course, new players joining the squad. Nobody is is entering this season feeling like this is not the the exact same uh, outcome that we're looking for, and we we're going to chase this, and we're gonna we're gonna fight for this again. And this is you know collectively something that we we look at this as a big motivation for us. Mm. Of course, now we're just uh, 
you know, well, the first preseason game is right around the corner. Yes. But between now and like the start of the season, how many more pieces are you looking to add? Is it going to be just one or two more, or is it maybe a little bit more again? Or um, I I think potentially one or two more. Um, however. This again is based on kind of what we feel that the squad might need. We're, we're very, very happy with the players that we've brought in. We're, we're extremely happy with the squad as it looks right now. Um, but I think, I think as always, we're, we're looking to, to always look to strengthen where that's possible. And, um, you know, again, adding, adding good quality people and good quality players into a group is, is always a good thing. I think from a, from a competitive point of view within the group as well, it's something that, um, you know, that, that players need. And that competition within the group, as as well as being fantastic teammates to each other and, and creating that uh, that family spirit, is both of those elements are important. So you know, perhaps perhaps another piece or two, but we are we are very happy with where the squad is, has come together at this point. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see, especially with <clears throat> preseason upcoming and really every, everything to to look forward to. Right, seeing Albert's comment in the chat. Subking games standalone. Rising will be part of a larger preseason event without a dozen other teams in Palm Springs in a few weeks. There's a lot to look forward to. Right for the preseason games that are going to be having at Phoenix Rising Stadium. Um, you know, events happening even in California. Everything like that. But. I think really good way to enjoy that to their friends at Four Peaks. Four Peaks Brewery, they have absolutely fantastic beers on deck, including their new Bad Birdie beer, guys. I had some, uh, I had some, watched a little football at their 8th Street pub. Uh, football or... American football, uh, the, the, you're, you know, the, the kind that you, you like to bash on. You, uh, you watch the NFL playoffs as well? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy watching. Honestly, I enjoy watching almost every sport. There's there's not a sporting event particularly that I would uh, I would not enjoy watching. Okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a team that you go for in the NFL? Um, to be honest with you, I would say the, the Denver Broncos sort of became a bit of a team. My <laughs> wife is my okay. wife is from there. So uh, we, we met while I was when I was working in Denver. Um, so that would probably be the team that I would have to go for. I think, you know, prior to that, um, I was, I was in Las Vegas for several years. Mm -hmm. And so while I was, while I was living there, the team were not, uh, in the city at that point. But, yeah. So I would probably have to go Denver Broncos if I was, if I was picking one. Okay. Okay. There we go. Well, our, our sister, uh, network and our podcast at DNVR Broncos and DNVR Rapids getting involved. There's one for you. We definitely won't hit, let our PHNX Cardinals fans hear that, but no, that's all right. Right. But they do have the bad birdie, their new beer, their juicy golden ale. Absolutely had it. It was fantastic. It was delicious. It's a collab between four peaks and bad birdie, both Arizona brands, super drinkable, super crushable. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all their great beers near you check out at four peaks pub and at four peaks brew keep up with the latest and greatest going on in arizona's hometown brewery of course also want to shout out our friends at circle k also a phoenix rising partner absolutely love that circle k is the best you can find some uh four peaks there of course all the great stuff they have going on at the inner circle uh Owen, i know you're a big fan of uh, a nice polar pop yes well, I'm going to have to make sure. Look, you know what? I haven't actually signed up for Inner Circle yet, but I know, I know. What? But you, I hear with... I hear with, the pod, buddy. No, but I'm going to have to because of that deal on the discount on the gas. Because mm. there's a long trip coming up mm. that's uh, going to have to be driven out to Palm Springs shortly. Oh, you're just saving, you're saving mm. it all up. You're, oh, you're yeah. five, you're, you're five, your first five Phillips 25 exactly. cents off a gallon. For the right, for the right time. For the right smart time. man, smart man. Okay, okay. I see your angle, Mr. Owen Evans. There we go. Well, yep, you can get your first five Phillips 25 cents off a gallon, all right, as well as free snacks, coffees, hot, um, hot snacks, pizzas, everything like that. They have the great inner circle program. Again, 
Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app. And terms and conditions apply. All participating locations, visit circlek.com for details. Okay. Okay, Mr. Onems, I believe you have a an pretty intensive uh, Q and A you have lined up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna actually go back a bit, right? So yeah, we've been let's speaking do it. a lot about the last week and even maybe extending that out a bit over the last year or two. But we're yep. gonna we're gonna go way back. All now. right, yeah. let's go. Time to go way back. So let's, let's start when you were growing up uh, before you'd moved over here, of course. But let's talk about your earliest memories of football a little bit. So, what is your first memory of football? Yeah, my my earliest memories of football would be. Um, if I'm honest with you, it would probably be when I first started going to to watch Liverpool, where I'm where I'm from, and mm. and go to my first games at Anfield, and and uh, and also probably watching my dad play football um, in in Liverpool. And I think my, myself and my brother spent many, many, many countless hours, more than I can remember, um, around football environments, soccer environments, and um, you know those those are very very happy memories for me. But um, yeah, th- those would be my earliest ones. And then from a from a playing point of view, I remember probably from six or seven years old um, when I first began really t- taking part in mm-hmm. you know in organised soccer to some degree and and taking part in summer camps and and honestly any any piece of football I could get my hand on. I, you know, I was I was I was immediately obsessed as a as a as a kid with uh, with playing soccer and i think it's um you know that's that's never left me um but those those would be my earliest memories yes from 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 back in back in liverpool at those ages I was going to say, the, the Liverpool fans are already chiming in yeah. the chat, Kevin. Uh, we're, uh, not gonna, we're not going to spell that acronym. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. No, it's, uh, I was going to say, we have a lot of uh, diehards and uh, PHX Rising fans who are avid Liverpool supporters. Actually, one of them... That's uh, good to hear. Actually, one of them was... Well, kind of jumped to it. One of them was asking in our Discord, uh, Devin, uh, son of Kevin, was asking, um, who do you, what do you have for their prediction tomorrow, by the way? Liverpool and Fulham. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm predicting a, a Liverpool victory. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the, I think the, the first leg went in our our favour, and I think um, I'm seeing nothing different in the second leg. I'm certainly hoping for nothing different, and uh, you know, hopefully, I'll be able to to get my eyes and watch the game for for a little while tomorrow. But yeah. Um, I, I think Liverpool are going to come through. Oh, there, you go. there you go. I was going to say, if that happens, uh, producer uh, Damon, who's not currently behind the Mac, but he's a, he's a Chelsea fan, so okay, you'll have to take okay. it up with him in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll speak another time. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we go back, though, when you were when you were a kid and you were watching Liverpool, who was, who was one of your favourite players to watch then? Good question. I would say in my, my earliest days as a Liverpool fan, it would be players... You know, I, I, I probably grew up on, on the Kenny Dalglish stories, Maybe didn't get to see him playing quite so much. He was more in a in a in a managerial role when I was when I first really sort of remember watching Liverpool. But the team at the time would be players like John Barnes and and Ian Rush and uh, Steve McMahon, Peter Beersley. That 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 age uh, that era of of players. And my my first experience of of, uh, of seeing Liverpool win a trophy was actually the FA Cup final in 1992, I believe it was, and they beat uh, Sunderland two 0 at Wembley that year. And I think if I'm right in saying uh, Ian Rush scored a goal that day, as did Michael Thomas. Um, so that that was a, a memory that that is vivid in my mind. It was my I think it was my first time at Wembley at uh, ten years old or so. But yeah, for, as far as the players go, it was that John Barnes, Ian Rush, and and that uh, that group of players. It was, it was a fantastic team. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty cool memory. <laughs> and also, then you know, you're, you know, you're, you as a youth, you're watching watching Liverpool. You're kind of saying, hey, like there's the spark, there's the the love for the beautiful game. Where does it kind of turn to 
okay, I want to pursue this as a career and like, hey, I think I can actually play this. Like, what does that look like for you? Um, it's, I think when you're, when you're in the, when you're, when you're a kid, it's an organic process. It sort of evolves and it happens without a lot of thought involved with it. Obviously you're playing because you love the game and you're playing because there's nothing else really that you'd rather yeah. do. And so you, and so you carry mm-hmm. on and, um, you know, you probably get to a point where I was involved with some, some, some academies in my, uh, younger teen years. And, um, you know, it gets to the point where maybe you, you get to a stage where, where people say you have some ability and you have some some talent and from your point of view it doesn't really change a lot in what you're doing you're still enjoying it and you still love it and you still play um i love the competitive side of the game always i think people who who grew up playing with me would probably you know would probably support that i was a very very competitive player on the field um and so uh, you know when you get to that point where you know you kind of move through age groups and you you grow through through improving levels of the game mm-hmm. and you know there comes a point where you sort of realize okay maybe i'm maybe i'm decent at this and maybe i have a chance of, of going a little bit further mm-hmm. with this and people give you that support and give you that confidence to back that up a little bit and uh you know that's that's i think sort of how that process goes but it's not until for me it doesn't really happen until certainly your later teenage years where you sort of start to consciously think okay maybe this is something that you know i, I think about how this path moves forwards for me i think until that point it's for the love of the game and and you know for, for for me it's it's so important to to keep that part because honestly that's the part that will sustain mm-hmm. you as you as you move into more of a professional environment with the game it it becomes easier and easier to forget the passion that you that you had as a mm-hmm. as a fan before you were involved in it professionally and so you know for me that's uh, that's still a big 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 part of how I view things it's still a big part of my personality is a, is a passion for the passion for the game a passion for for you know, now not playing the game, but still working with players who play and, uh, and occasionally reminding yourself to feel it from a, from a fan point of view, I think is important as well. And of course you mentioned like, you know, academy involvement in your young teens, but then in those like mid teens, you end up making a, a move over to this side of the Atlantic yes. and uh, not just that, but here in the Valley, you were living in Tempe. Um, when you move over at that kind of age, what, what kind of experience was that like for you? Um, I guess what were some of the biggest culture shocks and, and all of that? <clears throat> um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was an amazing experience. I'll start with that. It was, a, I was, I was in, uh, I was in Tempe. My family moved to Tempe and I, I attended Corona del Sol high school. So I was there for about a year and a half or so. And it was, uh, it was, it was a wonderful experience for me as far as, as far as culturally, I think we, I was, I was probably still just about at an age where, I didn't have, I don't remember having reservations about making that move as a family. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that, uh, you know, I don't remember as a, as a 15 year old being concerned or worried or, or not wanting to, to do that. And, um, you know, it was a, it was a great experience. I think from a, from my development as a person to, to experience a different country and to experience a very different culture from where I'd grown up. And, you know, I'd, I'd spent bits of time in America from a, from a holiday point of view, but, um, but certainly not any any period of time where I really knew what it would be like to to come and live here, and that that experience was, um, you know, if I'm honest with you, probably probably the biggest impression of the of the US that I had at that stage. Mm. As I'm sure this is true for for many people outside of this country, is is what you see in in the in the movies and what you what you you know what you think you pick up from <laughs> from the from the acted version of uh, of what you see in those films. And you know, for me, it was it was it was a very different cultural experience i made a lot of great friends and and playing soccer and, and joining those 
school teams and and playing in in youth soccer here in in Phoenix was it was a huge part of quickly helping me adapt to to that culture and I made very good friends that honestly still still live very close to where I currently live now and and these are these are friends who have remained really close friends of mine over over 25 years now and uh, you know when I was when I was playing in England I would travel back to the US to spend time with them on uh, in my off seasons and it was it was something that uh, that meant a lot to me to do that and I really enjoyed the the time that I spent here in uh, in Tempe and you know like I've said for me to be to be back in Phoenix was uh, you know was a was a was a fun and exciting added element to anything professionally that um, that I was able to uh, to join with with Phoenix Rising so that that just that just gives me I think more connection to the to the city and um, certainly I, I wouldn't swap that experience for anything it's awesome i'm seeing fat kid in the chat you uh you guys went to the same school okay there we go there we go <laughs> nice no well okay so then you're kind of looking at everything right spend your time in arizona right we talked a bit about kind of going in your professional career i guess as you know as it's like going from hey i'm playing to kind of looking at what that kind of looks like post playing days what did that kind of look like for you like hey what do I want to do after my playing days are done? And how does like coaching kind of get into the mix there? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I, I I got into coaching very quickly after I finished playing. Mm-hmm. It was something that I'd, I'd began working through some coaching badges in, in England while I was playing. Um, and, I, and it was something that I saw as maybe a way that I would like to stay involved with the sport. And so uh, I, I got going with it very quickly. Um, you know, I was I was quite soon after finished playing, offered an opportunity to come and return to the US again mm-hmm. and uh, and began my coaching career really, I would say, full-time in, in, in Las Vegas. So I spent um, I spent just a bit, a bit more than eight years in, in Las Vegas and uh, and worked with uh, with two or three different youth clubs and academy programs. And um, you know, it was for me it was a it was a wonderful place to hone my craft at that time. And it gave me it gave me experience in working with every age group of player, every ability level of player, uh, on the, on the boys side, on the girls side. Uh, and I, and during my time there, I then became more actively involved with, uh, with more of the national side of the game with some, some U S soccer pieces and some U S mm-hmm. soccer camps and, uh, began doing scouting and player evaluations. And, you know, as, as you do, began to create a network and, and to yeah. grow a, a contact list that, um, you know, again, I, I, one thing I would say is I was, I was extremely fortunate to have and still do have some some fantastic mentors from a from a coaching point of view and I and I you know as as I look back on my coaching journey now these people that I was around and and the and the people that I was able to spend thousands of hours with over those years did did huge things for me in developing me as a as a coach and that's you know from a from a personality point of view from a personal point of view and obviously from a from a skill set point of view um, so I, I know I have, I have extremely fond memories of Las Vegas. Um, my family still live there. So I return to Vegas regularly and, uh, it's a place I, I always, you know, enjoy going back to. And, uh, you know, same as I said about Phoenix, I have, I have many good friends in, uh, in Vegas as well. So that, that was a, that for me was the first place where my mm-hmm. coaching ca- career began. Uh, and it was a great place for me to, like I say, develop and hone my craft. Did you uh you dabble in a bit of indoor in Vegas as well with the team? <laughs> I did. I uh, yes. I mean, this was a this was a point where um, I'd obviously retired from playing professionally. 
Um, but um, but still wanted to stay connected to, to the playing side a little bit and felt I could still at that point. And, um, you know, it was it was uh, it was a good I enjoyed that. There was a there was a team in Las Vegas that that uh, that did play some indoor. And uh, yeah, I was part of that group. And it, again, it was a nice it was a nice experience. Really fun time for me. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Stat Lucky Reese. Shout out to Stat Lucky Reese, actually, for digging this one out. When That's he a sent good me find. Something, yeah, he sent me something here, and it was, you're talking about the NASL, and I think, what? what? Okay. <laughs> and then start looking. Is it the National Alliance Soccer League? Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. At the time, yep. yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. That's a. Uh... <laughs> Wow, this yeah. is really weird stuff when you look at just the, the history of, I think, like, honestly, the sport in general in this yeah. country, and especially, like, of a, you know, even you look at, like, the last 20 years, just the number of those kind of leagues that, that pop yeah. up and then disappear yeah. and yeah. pop up and disappear. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, this this was, uh, this is probably a good example of that. And again, we had some, you know, we had some great people involved with that, even though it was a short time for me. Um, you know, we had uh, people like uh, a, a very close friend of mine, John Kennedy, who uh, is a is a legend in the Las Vegas soccer scene. Who who was involved with with indoor soccer in, in Las Vegas for for a long time. And John was a is still a close friend of mine. And um, you know, w was probably a big reason why I decided to to get involved with that for a short time. But again, I enjoyed it immensely. Hmm. Well, now now I'm like here is like, were you like? <sighs> Are you like still like kind of now? I feel like you're able to play pickup where like you're able to like go off the sides and everything like that. Was that kind of like the start? Was that like kind of like a strategy you utilized with the indoor? Yeah, yeah. It was it, honestly it was a, it, for me that was a, a style of playing the game that was was completely foreign to me. Um, nothing that I'd really experienced before in, in England. Growing up, we we would play what we call five aside football, but mm -hmm. um, this is this is just smaller fields without walls. They're at, they do mm -hmm. have uh, they do have you know I, th I suppose it's a little bit more like cage soccer almost and so they you know there is an element to that i didn't ever play a lot of that but um so this this was actually a new experience yeah. for me yeah so it, it did take me a little bit of time to get used to to how the ball moved off walls as well as just just around the pitch uh, <laughs> you know we brought up colorado earlier of course and you know you move over there you worked with the youth side first didn't you up there yes that's right yeah yeah so i began working with the colorado rapids um while i was living in las vegas um, and, and the club I was working at in Vegas created a, a partnership with the Rapids um, and was was part of uh, the Rapids technical program. Um, and myself as a technical director with the Las Vegas organization uh, took the lead on on partnering with the Colorado Rapids from that. Uh, they, it was called the, the Adidas Alliance program. Um, and this was uh, this was something where that um, created that relationship between myself and the Rapids over a few years while I was living in Las Vegas. And then when I did move to uh, to Denver full time, my first role was uh, was working with the academy and working with the under 19s initially, um, and uh, yeah, that was a, that was another a good move for me and another, you know, another step forwards in in terms of coaching development. And um, again, Colorado was another another great place that I look back on extremely fondly. But yes, working with the with the Rapids Academy was that was the first piece of that journey for me. Yes. I was like, I actually wasn't sure if this was also a style like Reese, but you know, someone dug out. Uh, you actually were on the commentary team in um, for a match in 2016. This is this is good stuff. <laughs> this is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did that. I did that a couple of times. I you know I enjoyed doing that, and uh, yeah, would would 
fill in when asked. And uh, yeah, I enjoy doing that a lot. So this is, um, I'm impressed with the research team. I'm going to give a shout out. That's a research team of one over there. Shout out, shout out Stack Lackey. He's yeah. very, very good. Very good. Okay. Well, all right. So you have your time in, you know, in Colorado and that's the, that's the only, uh, that's the only Rapids podcast talk on here. That's, it's in a positive light. No, 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 we're joking. joking. But right. You have, you spend your time in Colorado, then you go on to OKC Energy, everything like that. What does that kind of look like going from working you know, with kind of some of the younger folks in the academy system to then, okay, boom, you're now kind of working in the trenches in that assistant coach role. Yeah. Um, well, I think what I would say is my time in Denver over over several seasons there, I, I carried on being the director of that alliance program, which mm-hmm. which grew to, I don't know, 15,000 players and, and several hundred coaches around the, around the country in five different locations that part of my responsibility was coach education and, and spending time with those organizations mm-hmm. and, and teaching a, a technical development plan throughout those club programs. Um, and then the, the third piece of my work during my time in Colorado was to, was to work with the first team. And, um, you know, first of all, Pablo Mastroeni asked me to, to be part of, of that staff. And that was a, a growing piece of the role. And, um, you know, it, it was in conjunction with the other two, uh, aspects that, that I've already touched on there. And, and that, it also evolved and became more of a, a regular thing for me with the first team, and uh, and also worked in Colorado with uh, when when Steve Cook took over um, took over the first team there, and and worked as an assistant coach with him. So I I, I performed three different roles during the, my time at the Rapids, which then led me very, I think, very well into that assistant coaching role in Oklahoma City. So by the time I by the time again I joined Steve Cook in in Oklahoma City, I I. I'd had uh, some probably a lot more experience in Denver than perhaps I ever thought I would have amassed in that time, um, you know, by being part of several different aspects of the organization. And that stood me in very good stead to go into a, you know, a USL club uh, and a club that was itself making some changes and growing an organization. And, um, you know, even things like developing a, a training ground was was part of what we what we put in place mm-hmm. when, we, when we first arrived. And um, yeah, for, for me, I, I was ready for that. Um, and again, all of these experiences, including my time right the way through Las Vegas, brought me to a point where, um, you know, I'd spent a lot of time with working with Steve over the years. He was, uh, I think, comfortable in my in my role and what he knew as me, me knew of me, excuse me, as a person and what I could bring to the role from an assistant coaching point of view. And Steve and I worked very closely together for many years. And uh, I think, um, you know, it was it was, a, again, an exciting project at the time for me to come and to come and attack. And then, you know, you look at it at that time in particular, you know, leaving an MLS team and moving to a USL team. Yes. What was the contrast like? Um, well, there was contrast. There was uh, there was differences for sure. Um, I mean, of course, MLS as a league, um, you know, being being the top division in the US has, has a level of operation and obviously has, um, you know, different budgets, of course, and, um, you know, has, has different different ways of working that, um, you know, that, that USL... Uh, are still building towards, but uh, you know, in my time in USL over the last five or six years, it's been, it it is also an extremely quick developing league that has that has improved massively since I joined Oklahoma City. But um, yeah, it was it was a different uh, a different task, not something that we went into blindly. It was it was something that we knew exactly what we were approaching, um, and Oklahoma City uh, were were fantastic with us and welcomed us there and gave us a lot of a lot of great resources to work with. And we, um, like I say, we developed a lot of things while we were there. I really enjoyed my time in Oklahoma City. If I'm honest with you, Oklahoma as a place was was not somewhere I'd ever been to before taking the job there. 
Um, and so, you know, that was a bit of a leap to say, okay, let's go and see how this is from a, from a living point of view, as well as a working point of view and experience the, the culture of that state mm -hmm. and, and that city as well. And again, you know, I, I, I couldn't really put my finger on a, on an experience that I've had in my life, which I'm, again, I'm probably very lucky to say this, that I didn't take, you know, a lot of good things from and didn't thoroughly enjoy while I was there and a very different experiences but every one of them, I could say, I really enjoyed my time doing that. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel very lucky about that. Yeah. And, and now you're here. If you're and now I'm here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, okay. And it's, I'm curious, right, to kind of like hear, right, all throughout your journey, not only, you know, even on the playing side of things, but really through your coaching journey, where would you say like, you know, we're always learning, we're always growing, but like, where do you think it's been the difference from you of like, wow, this is really maybe from like five years ago or whatever to now, this is how I've really like grown my skill set, whether it's like tactically or like how you interact with players or whatever. What has that difference been for you? Well, I, I think for me, probably the biggest thing is once, once you become um, an assistant coach uh, in a professional team, as I mentioned earlier, you then become extremely responsible for working with almost every aspect of a, of a club. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a big learning curve for me. That was something that forced me to improve in many areas, forced me to, um, to work with different departments more than I maybe previously had. And I say, and I think for me, you know, like I say, that the the journey I've had as an assistant coach through the Rapids into Oklahoma City and then into Phoenix Rising has given me the time and given me the opportunity to to develop varying skill sets that are now required in a head coaching position, and have given me time to work with different head coaches, as we've already discussed, and 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 take things from each of those people, and and take my time in the in the development of my coaching craft. Um, and I do feel it's a craft and I do feel it's a profession that takes time to, uh, to hone that knowledge and to, and to be able to, uh, to create training for players through a week and deliver training through a week and deliver information, of course, to professional players. Um, it's a different task from delivering to, to youth players, but there are definitely elements of my coaching that, um, if I hadn't been through that youth coaching journey initially, I, I would not be as good as as maybe I I, I can be in in certain areas now as a as a professional head coach. So it's you know that would that would be something I would really point to. I feel I feel taking my time through that journey has actually put me in a really good place now to to have a well rounded skill set to move forwards. Hmm. I love that. Oh man, that's cool. It's it's journey's never linear, and it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's always growing. All yeah, the way, and man. they're not the same. Everybody's path is is different on that, and it's you know there is no right and wrong to that. Honestly, and that's something I. Have have clearly seen over the years. Oh man, yeah, I love that man. Okay, and sorry, now the chat's just getting out of hand. We're we're we got we got <laughs> we got a straight just, Cardiff. We got a uh, Cardiff's not going down. Not the moment. <laughs> not the way the team is looking at the moment. Oh all right, man. All right. Oh man. Uh, nice mid-table season. Yeah, we actually had someone a little bit further up. They're asking about. Uh, I, it looks like they kind of might have missed open tryouts for a bit, but they were <laughs> no, uh, no. I'm actually curious to read this resume. Scroll, keep going a little bit more. So, uh, Staying a little, little bit up, little bit. After, right there i'm a player played in spain and saudi arabia i've represented the u20 saudi national team how do i get a tryout coach um well this is something that the club every year do hold open tryouts um there's always ways of getting hold of the organization um i would say the best thing to do right now would be to go on the club website and, and find some contact information for uh for maybe the administrative department in the club who will then pass information always onto the onto the coaching staff and to the appropriate people. So there's there's ways of doing it. It might take you 
jumping online and doing a little bit of, of research. But um, if you've missed the open tryout for for this year, there's another one coming up. I'm sure again next year, where uh, you know, if not yeah. until if not before that, you can take part again. There we go. Yep. There we go. Well. You guys can also take part in our friends at OG's Brands. Our friends at OG's Brands, absolutely something people can partake in, right? Of course, you must be 21 plus uh, to do so. We'll, we'll absolutely just caveat with that. But if you do, it's, you know, I've heard it's quite the experience, right? OG's Brands, uh, you know, the best flavoring for the THC gummies in the state. It is scratch made. It is local in Arizona, right? Fruits, creams, whatever is, uh, you know, your thing. They got everything for you guys. Right, check them out at ogsbrands.com. They're all about flavoring life, making things a little bit more interesting. And yeah, man, uh, OG's Brands, check them out on all socials at OG's Brands. And yeah, check them out. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Also, something you should check out, check out us at phnxlocker.com. We have the great merch. Uh, I'll be rocking our, oh, look at this, the Rise of the Chop champion shirt again. Uh, this is why this bad boy's here. Got like it, it on a shirt. Yeah, it's, yep. you know, we're going to get a little snazzy with it. Uh, you know, I, it does not come with trophy. I'll, uh, I'll caveat with that. Trophy not included, <laughs> but you can get the shirt at phnxlocker.com. Right. It's, we still got plenty in stock. Uh, make sure as well. Get a diehard membership. You get the shirt for free. Plus, you get all of Owen's written content, daily newsletters, um, discounts to all events, merch, everything like that. Always good stuff. Of course, access to our Discord where we'll actually be talking in a second. We got some exclusive questions, right? We're trying to address everyone in the chat where I can. You guys are going nuts in the chat, which I absolutely love and appreciate. But the people in uh, Discord are diehards. We got some exclusive questions from them. We've also got some, uh, by the way, just if you, if you do sign up as a diehard, you also get exclusive access to the live stream of a uh, <clears throat> certain... We don't have to, no, no, to bring that up here. Tattoo forfeit, no, no, maybe. No. <laughs> maybe happening next week. I've heard so, about uh, this. Oh, yeah, no, about, I think no. a lot of people have heard about <laughs> no, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, listen, <laughs> we, I have no, mind, no problem talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard he does have a problem with it. Well, yeah, not not this episode too. All right, all right. Uh, no, all no, right, I'm, I'm totally joking. It's it's probably gonna come up anyway. No, all right, but, Max, you've been putting together a list of some of these questions. I have, I have. Yes, of course. I'm gonna shout out Andrew. Got my shirt. Appreciate you. Yes, I see a couple questions that are in the chat, and you know that's actually some that our diehards brought up. So, a couple diehard questions for you guys. I'll actually start with one that I'm seeing in the chat. Want to shout out there? Uh, da, 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 da. Yes, it was from Rob Owen. How do you look to balance open cup and regular season? Good question. Um, I think any any USL schedule in itself comes with uh, with challenges from you know from from traveling between the east east and west coast. That's always something that takes some management. And then when open cups game cup games come into the into the fold as well, that obviously means that you're you're playing midweek as well as as weekend games. Mm -hmm. As far as balancing that, um, you know, I, one thing is obviously we have a we have I think an excellent squad of players who are. Who are all capable of playing at a very high level and uh, and utilization of, of those players and and the squad as a whole is is obviously a key piece to that. And then I'm a I'm a I'm a big believer as I know that the Phoenix as an organization are and we do a fantastic job of this I think overall is is how we how we put a real focus on on making the team and the club a player centered environment and how we take care of the players who come and play for us at Phoenix Rising I think is a is a real big belief of mine of how important that is and so we mm. we do everything we can. Um, to give them the best possible chance to to perform at the peak of their abilities and to of course be successful as a team and so this is something that as a as a staff as a club uh, with ownership 
we we are very aware of how to best take care of players and we try to put them in the best possible place. So it's, it's a combination of those two things. We we give them every resource that we possibly can in order for them to be high level professionals mm. and then we we have excellent players and so we you know we we utilize that squad as as we as we need to 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 manage that schedule. So it's it's a great question but um you know it's 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 not not an easy thing to do but we uh we believe we 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 have a good process in place for that. Right, well, this one came in from Discord. It was from uh, Wee Paul. You mentioned, obviously, earlier about playing in the grassroots uh, here in, in Arizona. Yes. But yes. how do you believe now, you know, the grassroots of Arizona soccer is shaping up and, and how it's progressed? Yeah, well, I, in my experience with with spending some time with the with the Phoenix Rising Youth Club organization and with the, with the Phoenix Rising Academy, um, I have I have longstanding relationships with with both Chris Brown with the with the youth club and Andy Chapman with the with the academy. Um, and I know under their direction, under their leadership, our youth organization does a, does an incredible job of working with young players and giving them an amazing soccer experience from, mm. from the youngest ages all the way through till, uh, till perhaps they, they move into their next, next piece of a, of a college journey or a professional, professional team. Uh, as far as college in, in Phoenix and in Arizona on the whole, from my experience, it's become a place that, um, you know, has developed into a, into a, a state where people look at it and they know that high level players are produced in this in this state and that's that's every organization that's not not just phoenix rising i know there's there's many many high quality coaches working in many organizations that are doing a great job with with the players that they work with and so i think from uh, from a from a soccer standpoint in general you know i go back 25 years in this obviously in this state and uh, and i've seen massive growth growth in the infrastructure a massive improvement and development in in the quality with which coaches work with players and the experiences that players are now able to have through through youth soccer is is an incredible one to see. So it's it's only growing, it's only developing, and you know I give great credit to everybody involved with that for, for doing an amazing job of 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 you know improving that over over the years. Mm. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, got one from Rebred. Who is a young player who you believe will make a big impact this year? Um, well, I mean, I, I think. Uh, a young player that's obviously recently just just joined the organization um pape is uh is a player that's that's come to us straight from from a you know from a an early college career mm-hmm. um he's a player that um i know a lot of people were were extremely excited about watching over the course of his his you know his his short college spell um and he's a player that has come in and uh, i'm i'm immediately impressed with his maturity as a person Really enjoyed spending time with him over over a short period of time so far, and I think probably from from a, a young player point of view, he would be one that I'd be I'd be looking forward to to seeing how he integrates into the group. And you know what I will also say is, as a young player beginning a professional career, um, this is something to be extremely patient with in that process. Certainly not something to to rush. Certainly something to apply any unnecessary pressure to. Um, but, um, you know, he's, he's a player that, uh, that we look forward to working with and I, and I look forward to getting to know him better as a person and, and to know him better as a player and seeing how we can all aid that development journey for him. So we'll, we'll see how, how that moves for him and for the team this year. But, um, you know, we're, we're excited about having him in the squad uh, and we very much, you know, look forward to, to giving him again, the resources and the tools to, to learn how to become a, a professional player. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, I've, I've been there myself. I've worked with many, many young players in that same situation and so he will need he'll need guidance and support but he comes in with a with an excellent mentality towards wanting to work and wanting to improve which is the most important thing so that's that's a great thing to see from him already 
And how would you best describe how you handle adversity? This is also from Sylee, and she was also said that she, in addition to hearing your answer, she's also hoping that maybe this will translate to uh, you know some advice for herself as well. So you're you're talking to the masses, <laughs> and you're talking to the people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think first of all, it's it's something that it's something that you get to grips with the fact that that it is an unavoid, unavoidable thing. You're going to experience adversity, um, you know, and, and you know people people will always speak about finding out about true character in people when those tougher times come and it's uh, and it's and it's so true and it's obviously very very true in in a sporting sense also you know this this is a big part of why we value the character of anybody involved with with the organization whether that's from a playing squad from a from a technical staff and from anybody involved with the with the front office and uh, and the business aspects of the organization character is something that is the underlying um, the underlying thing that will take us through those tough times. And then that togetherness that comes from that, it's, it's a real critical piece. As far as, as far as any advice that I might be, might be able to give, I think a couple of things I would say, um, figure out which pieces of any situation you, you, that you can control uh, and, and approach those pieces to the best of your ability. Try not to, to dwell and to worry too much about anything that is outside of your control because that will only add un- unnecessary pressure and unnecessary stress to a situation. And for me, being able to control emotions is, is a is a big skill. That's a that's an important part, I, I believe, is of, of coaching. Um, it's a profession where, you know, we all are very, uh, I think, passionate people about what we do. And emotion is also an important part of that. But, but at the same time, being able to control emotion, especially in adverse situations and especially in diff- difficult situations, is a real critical skill, I, I think. But uh, again, the best best advice I could probably give, give is figure out which aspects you can control and, and put your focus into that and, and not the other areas. Man, yeah, let's go. Okay, we, <laughs> can, can we, we, we need you on here more often, like literally just to give like pep talks like okay. that. We, I appreciate that. We all appreciate that. That's good stuff. Um, I was going to say, did you have anything you want to get to? Because I got some rapid fires here. I'll get them at the end of the rapid fires. Okay. They, they kind of fit. In all me. right. Here we go. Only, uh, uh, all righty. So got a couple of fun rapid fires for you. Yep. Favorite player now that you enjoy watching from like, you know, globally, international, national, whoever that is. Um, I would say a favorite player of a favorite player of mine over the years. Let me go back to that one, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Steven Gerrard was always the player that uh, you know in, in my in my time watching watching the game and my time playing the game. He was he was my favorite player, and obviously, I have I have extreme bias towards where he played. Um, so that would be one I've, I over the years I would have to name as as my probably my favorite player personally of all time. Uh, now I enjoy. I honestly enjoy watching lots of different types of players now. And I think, I think moving into a coaching profession, you maybe move away from what catches your eye most as a fan and you start to view it a little bit more from a coaching point of view. So mm-hmm. you, you know, you look at, you look at a lot of different players. Um, you know, I think probably the one who, who, uh, who is most exciting now and for the coming years, I, you know, Mbappe is an incredible player mm-hmm. to watch for in, in the way that he plays and, the, the dynamic and exciting and, and pace that he brings to a game as well as extreme quality is a, it's, it's a rare thing to see. And it's, you know, I would, I would say, you know, from a purely enjoyment point of point of view, I'd probably say him. He's uh he's pretty good. He's yeah. Pretty, he's decent. Yeah, he's he's decent. <laughs> uh, are you pretty decent at FIFA? Um, right. I'm going to be very honest with this one because this is a question I've been asked a lot over the years. <laughs> 
Um, and and I, I never, ever was someone who, who was into video games. Okay. Never somebody who got into FIFA. I, tr I tried it a few times, was always terrible at it. And for me, it was always, it was always more of the hands-on um, real life experience more than, more than the, the online video game experience. And I know that is, I know that is completely different to a lot of people, but I, if I would be lying, if I said I was even half decent at, at FIFA, if I'm, if I'm completely honest. Okay. okay. No, that's, that's, <laughs> is that, that a good answer? No, or a terrible that, that's answer? just, oh, that's, that's that's great. It's okay. somebody might beat for once. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I, I am the reigning FIFA champion around these parts. Thank you very much. That's no. very questionable. Oh, yeah. I mean, is that like, that one fails turn, to turn off the game every time we play. Come oh, on. Yeah, I'm not Come sure on. about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Um, okay. Uh, Let's see. We we've had you know you know past couple of shows, especially you know hey your name you know we did an emergency pod where you were you know officially named head coach. Yeah. Um, you know even you know kind of like hey seeing after one departed, seeing what everything's going to look like. We've had you know some fans come up with maybe some like monikers, some nicknames we've heard of. Danny Stone Cold, Dale Danny, the Stone Age. Oh, Any you of can't those? say the Stone Age. Hey, I'm just I'm just saying what the managers who that comes to mind for. <laughs> oh, okay. this, this is fair. This is fair. Is there, this is fair. Is there any of those that resonate with you or any any uh anything that you would like the people to call you other than your own name? Your own name is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I mean I I I would have to probably say I'm I'm going to leave that one up to <laughs> Up to the fans to decide what they feel fits best. I, I think it'd probably be wrong of me to to go one way or another on that one. But uh, you know, I, I'm uh, I'm happy to go with any name that they decide is is the most fitting. Okay. Yeah, any nicknames <laughs> over the years? Mm. Nicknames over the years. I mean, it's fairly standard ones, honestly. I mean, I you know, the the one as as I was growing up and as I was playing was as is typical in England. You sort of had a an ey or an ie to the end of a, of a name, and so for me, it was Stony as the. Mm. was the name that I had growing up a nickname and it's you know it's, it's not a massively creative one but it's a very typical one from from where I'm from so that's that's really the only nickname you know I get called my you know occasionally still get called Daniel which is my uh, uh my my real name um but Danny you know since mm. I was very very young is really 99% of people stick with Danny I would say such a great it's yeah. a great it's a great football man it's <laughs> it's fantastic um have you do you watch a lot of like international soccer uh, yes, I do. I, I enjoy watching every every type of soccer. Okay, yeah. Yeah. have you have you been keeping up with current current competitions? So Afcon and the Asian Cup. Yes, to a degree. Although it's been a very very busy last couple of weeks. This is understandable. Um, so to a degree, yes. We've had a lot of games on. I would say more so in the background in the in the office over the last last two or three weeks. Um, so. If you can ask me too many details, I probably probably wouldn't be able to go too in depth with it. But certainly, you know, we've 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 kept in touch with it. Yes, sure. Uh, is it fair to ask a winner for each of those two competitions? I, I'm going to put that back on you. That's oh, I'm going to put that one back on you. I don't know if this happens often to you. Oh but man! Oh you, man! You oh tell man. me who you think on that one. Oh, oh man! Goodness, goodness, goodness! I know I'm not. I'm not taking Cameroon because no. for those United Man United fans out there, if you're yeah. if you're <laughs> <laughs> boom, Mike in the chat's not gonna like that one. Turning away from your starting goalkeeper at this stage, but um, goodness, I mean, I was gonna say I do. Yeah, that is a fair shout. I do like Senegal. Senegal. They, they yeah, are. They Senegal all. They are. The, they mm. are the powerhouses. Um, yeah. Goodness, I mean, I also got to go with South Korea for the Asian yeah. Cup. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, I th I'm going to go Senegal as well because you yeah. know we have a couple of 
Senegalese players also yeah. with the squad here, so I'd love to back them on that. So I'm sure. I think Senegal is a good shout. Okay. On that one, yes. And now two early competitions, Copa and Euros. Who do you like as an early favorite? There's well, a very obvious wrong answer. Yeah, there's, there's a very obvious wrong answer and a very obvious right answer, I would say, as well. Um, I mean, listen, I would, I, I'm going to go England. I, I mean, I've got to say England. I think it's... Uh, I, can, I, can see, I can see some... Well, it's, a, it's a tournament coming up and the, here we go. England are going to win it again. Yeah, I mean, look, it, how can I possibly not say that? How can I possibly not say that? It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a time where I can be patriotic and I can... Uh, I can su support my national team from, you know, from, from where I'm from as well. So, you know, let's go with that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yours. Do you have anyone for Copa? Um, no, I don't. Um, I'm going to come back to you on that one as well. Okay. Give me a moment here. Okay. Yeah. I got U U.S. U.S. taking it all. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would love to see the U.S. do it. I really would. The U.S. for me, if I, if I could see the U.S., you know, achieving that competition, that would that would make me the happiest. The US yeah. and England are the, t the two countries that mean the most to me in terms mm -hmm. of, of, of the football world. And so, you know, for me, that would that would be an incredible thing to see. And I, and I would be a huge US fan in that mm. event as well. What do you miss the most from back home? Mm. Great question. Um, well, I would say two things. I would say the I would say the the culture of the city I'm from, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud to, to be from, from Liverpool. Um, and the people that, um, that, that are part of that city and, and people that I grew up with. And, you know, I, I still keep, keep in regular contact with many people that I grew up with, although, you know, maybe that's more often than not through social media channels or through, you know, messaging, but, um, the, the people of Liverpool and the city of Liverpool, no question is what is what I miss the most about home, the, the culture of that city and, you know, it, whenever I go back there, which is not as often as I I would like to, but as soon as I as soon as I land and I'm back in in the place that I'm from, it's uh, it, it always feels like home for me, um, and it's it's uh, you know it's somewhere that I, I I look forward to every time I get the opportunity to do that. So as far as what I miss most, it's the feel of the city. It's you know, and that's and that's the that's the soccer culture. That's mm. the you know that's the humor of the people and the and the good heartedness of the people from from Liverpool and. Uh, you know, for me, that's, uh, I'm extremely proud to be from that city, and uh, you know, I could I could talk for for hours and hours about about the place I'm from, and I'm always happy to do that. Okay, I love that. I, I the last one I have from the rabbit fire. One, one of us, we're not going to name names. You know, just keeps going on about how they're like a you know a former Golden Boot winner in their Sunday league. They just don't won't stop about yeah, it. Yeah, this is being shattered. Jake in the chat earlier said he see it, so you miss a sitter as well. So it's not well, just no, me. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not naming, <laughs> names. We're not naming names. If if you were to lace up, how do you think you would do? Uh, even call it five aside. How, how how do you do? Right now, yeah. I would do okay. Um, okay. I've I've been known to jump into training sessions when needed on occasion over the last over the last year. Um, you know, Juan and I would both take our take our turns in, in doing that. So I, I think I would do okay still at this point. I mean, it's not something that I do uh, do too much anymore. But um, to be honest, I think uh, I, th I think I could probably still jump into a five aside and at least maybe not be at my physical you know, peak, but uh, could it could maybe add a moment or two of some some decent quality still, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah. You, he's, he's, not, he's not here. He's not, <laughs> do you think you'd take one on in a one-on-one? -on -one? To be honest, one and I have never done a... We've Ooh. never played a one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, we've, okay. one and I have done lots of lots of Ooh. things on the field together in yeah. training capacity, and we've, 
we've taken penalty kicks and we've you know <laughs> taken free kicks and we've done crossbar challenges and we've we've both jumped into small sided exercises and a one on one I've uh, I've never I've never taken one on in that I think it, okay. I think it would be a good game Ooh. I think it would be a good battle I'll say that <laughs> okay yeah okay yeah I'll be confident though nice <laughs> <laughs> sir. You Look at me. I've, you, I've run out of questions at this point. I think. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, that's fair. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll a conclusion. No, here. for sure. I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave the fans for one question. If there is anyone, whether they have watched Phoenix Rising in previous seasons, whether they tuned in last year, whether during the season, during the playoff run, or if they've never seen gone to a, a Phoenix Rising match, yep. what would you say to the fans? To say, hey, this is the season to support. This is the season to come out and watch us as we go for the repeat. Yeah, well, uh, well, two things I would say. What we achieved last year was it was a fantastic thing for everybody, and I, and I hope that I really do hope that the fans felt like they played a huge role in that because because they absolutely did, and they always will do. Um, they're critical to the success of the team. Um, they are a huge reason that we all do what we do from a from a player point of view, from a coaching staff point of view. What we want to do this year is put put a team on the field that represent them in the best way we possibly can and fight for them and show a quality way of playing playing soccer and of course win for them and that's something that that we're all massively keen to do again. That's a, it's a big focus, a big motivation. And so, what I would ask of the fans is you know their their support to to carry on and to you know to to help us approach and attack this challenge that we have this year, where like we said, every time we play a game our opponent is playing the current champions of, of, of the league. And so that's something where, you know, everything that we did as a, as a club and everything that the fan base did for us and with us last year, we need that same, same energy and we need that same passion and that same excitement again and more of the same and more of it. And, and that, if we can do that again collectively, that's the greatest thing that they can give us. And that's something that is, is going to be so important to us. And the players will feed off that. The players, when they hear that noise and when they feel that energy, that's what they that's what they live for in the game as well and when we talk about passion this is a this is a two-way street as far as the club the team and the and the fans and we, and we want to give back to each other on that so I, you know i would ask that they do they do what they've been doing for us and they they help take us into this new season with as much support as possible make the players on the field feel 10 feet tall give them that energy give them that uh, give them that belief and that confidence and the players will react to that and they'll give it straight back to the to the fans as well so you know we look we can't wait to get going this year um you know preseason is uh preseason is is a is a lot of work to get through and we'll have some great games i think during preseason but obviously the first game of the season on march 9th is uh, is the focal point for us and and what we want is the energy in that stadium so if i could ask one thing is give us that again and we'll and we will do everything we can to give it back to you Ooh. Oh man. All right. There you go, everyone. There's your brick. There's your run through a brick wall material right there. If you need it. Um, yeah, man, if you, you know, anything else on for the good people, I, I think that's a good point to end it on. Okay. I could not agree more. Anything you'd like to say to the people? No, listen, I just, I'd yeah. like to thank you guys for having me here this evening and, uh, I've enjoyed speaking to you and I'll, I'm sure we'll do a lot more of this through the course of the season. I'd, I'd love to do it again. Let's go. Well, thank yeah. you for joining us. This has been the PHNX Rising Podcast. Of course, uh, you can keep up with all the great stuff that we have going on at PHNX underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. Double the fun. 
Double the fun. And because one underscore wasn't available. Hey, this is true. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow Owen on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. You can follow Danny on Twitter at Danny Stone 8. Correct. They, okay, correct. Absolutely. Yeah, well, on the screen at the moment. Uh, it is. Uh, you know, it's a little far. <laughs> it's a little far away. There we go. You can follow Damon Dog on Twitter at Damon D A You can follow Stalic Reese, who has gotten multiple shout outs today. He crushed it at Reese 11 underscore kyle kyle a shout out for you sir yeah what is your what is your uh twin twitter k coop sports you can follow uh kyle who's also been pushing buttons behind the back crushing it at k coop sports on twitter uh, appreciate everyone joining us we're always have fun stuff of course make sure to follow us follow owen for everything going on um a lot going on this coming week <laughs> but yes it's a beautiful game but so much more beautiful when you're ready to run through a brick wall thanks to a danny stone speech good night everyone <laughs>